Hey, how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. It's time once again for another installment of Favorites with Friends. Uh, we're really excited about today's episode. Yeah, we love doing these episodes, and we're very happy to welcome our good buddy, Patch Pen, who if you, any of you who are on our... Longtime listener and friend of the show. Exactly, and any of you who are on our Discord channel will absolutely recognize his name and his contributions to that. Thanks so much for joining us, ma'am. You're welcome. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's always an interesting experience when we know people online, um, but we finally get to meet them for the first time on these episodes. That's the case for a lot of these episodes. So this is going to be really fun going through your history of games and and video game music. So why don't we start by a little introduction? Because if I'm not mistaken, you do have a history with with podcasting yourself. Is that correct? Uh, Yeah, I was... uh major contributor to the uh, Overclocked podcast for a long while there, from like the 84th episode to the time it closed, I believe. Very cool. Yeah, fans of our podcast will know that um, podcast, I'm sure. That was a podcast that originally Stephen and Brian Kelly were involved in. Uh, yep. Now they have a new podcast on our network. So yeah, there's a lot of great Marcato fam crossover uh, happening here today. So this is going to be really fun. So why don't we start by talking about some of your first video game memories. I'm looking on this playlist that you brought in patch pen today, and it looks like a lot of your experiences with PC games is, is that kind of most of your experience or what was, what was like the first console that you had? So, uh, the first consoles that I remember having are my, uh, NES and a Nintendo 64 that my dad owned. Okay. And, we had, like, Super Mario Brothers 3 on the NES, and then we had Super Mario 64 Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on the 64. Good choices. Um, and a lot of the... So a lot of the older stuff that I'm familiar with is stuff that... So I made an effort when I was choosing this playlist to bring mm-hmm. stuff that you had not yet talked about. Very cool. So a lot of the Moo Classic stuff that I'm familiar with isn't on Already here. been covered, yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, so <laughs> No, I, well, I appreciate you, you that. know what I'm excited about today especially is, uh, I don't know if you guys have had this experience, but uh, you know, with this whole year of pandemic and COVID and lockdown, you know, I've been doing so many virtual calls, things on Zoom, yeah. Skype, Discord, uh, but I've made... In school, I've made so many new friends, people that I feel very close to, and we've spent, you know, 90% of our time together has been entirely online and in a virtual space. So Mm -hmm. it is, it's kind of like in some of that experience that I know all of us probably have definitely predates the pandemic of making friends online, whether it's something like Discord or, I mean, honestly, even talking about Stephen and Brian, we met those guys over podcasting way before we met in person. It's true. And I mentioned this earlier, but would you say, Will, that the majority of these favorites episodes, that's been the case where we've met the person for the first time on the episode. Now, there's a couple of other examples where we might, we might have known people in real life like Travis and Charlie other uh, and Carlos people like that but yeah I would say most of these episodes this has kind of been the first meeting uh has happened on mic which is kind of cool and kind of kind of nerve-wracking too yeah for sure so we're gonna play a list of patch pens favorites that haven't been discussed as much on the podcast so let's do that what you heard playing in uh was from Majora's Mask 
That was Stone Tower Temple. And yes, we've never discussed that before on the podcast. That was composed by Koji Kondo. Why don't we start by talking a little bit about that track? Why, why did you bring in this track today, Patchpen? Every Nintendo month, I guess you're going to do Majora's Mask, and I am wrong. <laughs> we were, okay. it's, you know, it's funny. Every single year, we're, we're going to do it, but we're just trying to troll you and just see how oh, long okay. can we go <laughs> without talking about it. Um, we definitely yeah, have no, to do I'd that. love to. That's a good idea. I think, I, I don't know why. It's one of those things. I mean, th- there's so many great game soundtracks, so many classics that it's easy for certain things to slip through. Uh, the cracks, but yeah, that's yeah. such a great soundtrack, and it marks sort of the first collaboration between Koji Kondo and Toru Minigishi, um, mm-hmm. which to me feels like something very historic because you know we're just such big fans of Twilight Princess, and I sort of feel like that so- score was where you know Toru Minigishi, I feel like, was really studying what Koji was doing, and I think that's one of the reasons why the tone of Twilight is so strong. Well, also. Patch, I'm glad that you brought in this Stone Tower Temple track. That would not be the first thing that I would think of from the score. So what made you choose this track? Well, it's one of the three the three tracks from uh, those Zelda games, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, that I've learned to play on the piano. Oh, nice. And so, like, that, that it's become one of my favorites pretty quickly. I don't know if... I don't know if it's my favorite. It's my favorite because I learned to play it, or I learned to play it mm. because it was one of my favorites. I can't right. remember. <laughs> yeah, but. I know it's hard. That happened with me with uh, the Metroid Prime um, frigate crash frigate theme, where mm. I was like, "Oh, this would be." It already has piano in it. This would be really fun to play on the piano. And then it kind of became one of my favorites after that, I learned uh, it. Boo doo doo doo. Yep. 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 Exactly. Okay. Well, let's keep going. We got a lot of great music today. The next track that Patch brought in is from Plants vs. Zombies. Um, and you brought in Graze the Roof. Uh, talk a little bit about your experience uh, with this game and why you brought this in today. You mentioned that I had brought in a lot of PC games. This is one I actually remember as a mobile game. Okay. Um, which I have a few tracks on here from those. Uh, so Plants vs. Zombies is one of those games where I didn't pay much attention to the soundtrack as I was playing it. Mm-hmm. But when I went back like to look at some of the soundtracks from games I remembered, uh, it really stood out to me. So much so that it's like my second favorite soundtrack right now. That's awesome. Uh, right under Shovel Knight. Ooh, good choice. Well, let's get things started with Graze the Roof, composed by Laura Shigihara from Plants vs. Zombies. Thank you. 
You guys are listening to Graze the Roof. This is from Plants vs. Zombies, and Patch brought this track in, and we have more Plants vs. Zombies music to come. This is composed by Laura Shigihara, and this is a cool track. This is one of the examples of tracks on this playlist that I haven't heard before. Uh, I tried to, whenever really? possible, not not listen to this stuff so that I could be introduced to it you know, live here, and this is really cool. Yeah, I've definitely heard the score before, and I've dabbled, but I don't think I've heard this particular track. It's a really interesting one. I like the mix of instruments. There's that really charming kind of muted guitar uh, kind of synth sound that's pitched up and up the octave from what you'd normally tend to hear for that instrument. So that's kind of an interesting sound. You have some piano, you have some other synth and chip elements. I love the bass. And it has that, it has that quality. I don't know if it's a filter or what kind of thing is on that muted guitar sample, but it's almost like, you know, that jaw harp esque quality where almost like if you hum in a hit, it sounds like someone hitting a pen against the side of their (laughs) cheek while they open and close their mouth. Like I know that's really specific, but doesn't that sound like that? Yeah, I don't know, Patch, would you say that this soundtrack has some sense of humor? Because I'm getting a little bit of playfulness with this. Absolutely. Um, That's cool. The the credits track is, uh, after you beat the final boss, uh, which is a mad scientist zombie controlling the other zombies. Of course, uh, as The zombies have an apology letter (laughs) where they uh, say they don't want to eat your brains anymore. Can we do a dance party? And that's Fair. the that's the credits theme, and there's this whole lyrical <laughs> track that backs it. That's yeah, amazing. and we were we were totally talking a little bit personality as this from, was playing, uh, but Laura definitely has a very distinct personality to her music, and you can really tell. You were saying like you can really tell Plants vs Zombies music, like even if you didn't know, it's like okay, this has to be that. It's it's very unique. I like it. She's actually the vocals behind that uh, track at the end that I mentioned. Very cool. So. Yeah, her style sort of like reminds me. It's almost like a mobile version of what's the the WarioWare guy Ryuji something. I can never remember mm-hmm. his name. Yeah, but yeah. There's there's a similar sense of humor quirk. Factor. Yeah. Um, so now we're gonna jump to another Plants vs Zombies track, but this is actually an arrangement. So you actually brought in a few covers slash remixes today, which is a lot of fun. This is a guitar cover by DSC. And it's Watery Graves from Plants vs. Zombies. Let's check it out. Thank you. 
You guys are listening to a little bit of this guitar cover. It's Watery Graves from Plants vs. Zombies. This is performed and arranged, I suppose, by DSC. I've actually never heard of that artist, so thanks for bringing this to my attention. This is really cool. Uh, it's a little bit uh, spoiling us to for me to hear this piece of music for the first time with this arrangement. I love this arrangement. I haven't heard the original, so <laughs> I might just be talking about the composition that I that I really like. But yeah, great performance I here. I feel like aesthetically, though, it's a great um, acknowledgement of the sort of quality of Laura's stuff. Like even hearing mm-hmm. that sort of muted guitar ostinato. It's imaginative, um, it's very right? similar to what we heard in the previous track. I but love yeah, the beat. excellent playing, great production, and so much personality to the playing too which i think this is outstanding is the quality of the melody yeah thanks for bringing this to our attention so talk a little bit about this track and then maybe uh when you discovered this artist dsc uh i think i discovered dsc through a cover he did of a track from baba is you okay which is not a game where most of the tracks are that they're not that melodic Mm-hmm. So it was a very interesting guitar cover, and I don't right. believe I added that to any of like my playlists and stuff, but I did. Uh, I found it interesting enough where I explored more of his work, and uh, he had Plants vs. Zombies. Very solid. Yeah, we were talking a little bit during the, um, when we were listening to this, that, because we were like, Plants vs. Zombies, and we remembered that, yeah, Peter McConnell discussed a little bit about this series, because he worked on the sequel um, so I should go back to that interview and go back and listen to to that work because yeah I can see some similarities to to his style. There's there's a sense of humor that at least this original score has. Now did Laura go on to do like other offshoots of this series or was this kind of the only thing in the series she did? She did according to her YouTube channel. Uh, the only track from the sequel that she did was I believe uh, the Ancient Egypt main theme. Okay. She has a ton of like piano covers of the tracks that she's written, right, uh, on her site, and some remixes of like Chrono Trigger stuff and stuff. So if nice. that's stuff that sounds interesting to you, like, go check out her channel. I will be doing that. Yeah. So again, one of the cool things about these episodes is that we get to focus on artists, composers, and series that we haven't had the chance. So thank you again for you know shining a light on some of the stuff. Yeah. Well, we're going to keep the Laura Shigihara train rolling here, and we're going to play a track you brought in from... Uh, how do you pronounce this game here, Patch? I believe it's Rakuen. Rakuen, and this is Tiny Planets, again by Laura. Let's take a listen. Thank you. 
You guys are listening to Tiny Planets from Rakuen. This is composed by Laura Shigihara, and so far it's my favorite track of hers that, uh, you know, in this kind of one, two, three punch of her music. Uh, it's really charming, and one thing that I'm noticing about her music, I, I want to check out more for sure, and I have heard some stuff before, but I feel like the instruments and like the soundscape is so tied to the composition that I'm sure there are really nice, you know, full performed versions of this, but there is something about this original version that you kind of can't beat. Mm. Well, it has a pop aesthetic that makes me think of kind of like the early 2000s, like the the, the tone of the, the arrangement, the sort of electronic produced sound makes me think of something from like 2009 or 2010 or something like it has that sort of that 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 synth tone the the simplicity of the elements and kind of like the innocence of the aesthetic has that quality to it but the composition is so heartfelt and has that great sort of japanese jazz fusion chord progression and melody i love her melodic sensibility yeah to me i think like how the the composition is matched and married with the production to me is so charming and effective. And I would like to hear a performed version of this, but I don't know, this one, this one really did it for me. Yeah. Talk a little bit about your experience with the score in this game. Okay. So this is one that I discovered through the overclocked podcast when they interviewed the composer. I talked about this before, but um, that put me on to like researching composers that I liked Moo, so I could find more mm-hmm. of their stuff because uh, I wasn't aware of this, even though she composed my second favorite game soundtrack. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of this game before. This game is created by Lura Shigihara. Oh, wow. That's uh, she had some help, uh, but this is her, like, a game she's made mostly on her own. And um, That's amazing. That's really cool. Uh there's actually a lyrical version of this track that you encounter at a particular point in this game, mm-hmm. uh, which is also performed by her, um, and it's very emotional. Well, that's definitely giving me some fodder to check out on my own. That is really cool. Mm. Yes, definitely do. <laughs> well, we're now going to yeah, move on awesome. to one of the two OC remixes, uh, which shouldn't be surprising, knowing you, Patch Ben, that you brought in today. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Bad Piggy's Rise of the Piggies OC remix. It's by OCDC. That's a fun artist. You know, name I've there. always heard that uh, in Australia, that's actually supposed to be pronounced Aka Daka. <laughs> that's hilarious. So I guess this could be pronounced that way, too. All right, let's take a listen to Rise of the Piggies. Thank you. 
Whew. Well, there's a taste for you guys of Rise of the Piggies. Definitely check this whole thing out on your own. This is by OCDC, and it is an OC remix. I don't know anything about this. I have no idea what this is from. I've never heard this before. All I know is that uh, Will and I were saying that it kind of reminds us of that roller coaster end portion of Curse of Monkey Island. But yeah, enlighten us a little bit here, Patch, about what what are we listening to right now? What is this from? Okay, so this is a remix of the main theme from Bad Piggies, which is the... It's a follow-up to Angry Birds, where you're playing oh, as the, uh. the bad guys from that series. Uh, I was going to guess that, because the sort of devious nature in the kind of old-timey, uh, yeah. almost foxtrot quality of the music like made me think of Angry Birds a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm. And, and instead of... like, So the Angry Birds, their whole thing is they're destroying the structures that the Bad Piggies build. Mm-hmm. Um, in Bad Piggies, you're building structures like their vehicles most of the time to try and steal the eggs from the angry birds and uh, there's all these wacky parts that you have to attach to these vehicles and basically you're trying to get this easily destructible vehicle from one end of the level to the other. So how different would you say this remix is to the main theme? Like does OCDC here like really transform this or is this kind of faithful to the to the regular version? Uh so melodically speaking, it's very faithful, but he does a lot of stuff to like, like that moment where it does the roller coaster like slow down and then <laughs> yeah. drop. That's I love all that him. so much. It's just so, so much charming. like comedy to when you augment the tempo to that degree. There's something just inherently funny because, especially with a track like this, that actually establishes kind of a groove. There's an expectation to the the rhythmic structure. So when you stretch it or speed it up, you, there's actually something I feel like very humorous about that. Well, Patch Pen, I don't know if this was intentional, but I gotta say that there is a specific tone to your playlist today. There's a lot of humorous music that I think you brought in, so I find that really fascinating. Maybe that's something that you respond to in BGM. Maybe. Or just really fun, too. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm excited for this next one because I actually know this track. Okay, I don't know this, and really? I'm really excited. I heard like two seconds of it, and I can't wait to hear the whole thing. This is from Framemakers. It's the main theme, and apparently, you said this is composed by Robbie Benson of Super Soul Bros. Uh, this is also mm. uh, performed here by Super Soul Bros. So, what a treat this is going to be. Let's all take a listen to the main theme from Framemakers. <laughs> God, this is the definition of a banger, folks. It's the main theme from Framemakers, composed by Robbie Benson, performed 
by his band Super Soul Bros. Some amazing performance, amazing composition. It's just so, so catchy. We usually don't do tracks of the week uh, for these episodes, but I mean, how can you not <laughs> do this? Oh my god, thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. I've never heard this before. Uh, well, it is from a game that has not yet been released. Mm-hmm. So uh, they did Makes their sense. Kickstarter recently. and Oh, I remember someone, hearing about that. They... Uh, the thing that uh, notified me of the game's existence is that uh, OC Remix shared the fact that they were doing one of the stretch goals for the funding was that they would OC Remix would do their own version of the soundtrack that you could play in the game. Oh, that's fun. Uh, sort it's a good of idea. Crypt of the Necrodancer style. And right. so that's uh, what... Uh, made me notice the game, but what really sold me on it was the fact that uh, they have the development tools for the game are going to be released alongside it to help people make their own characters and stuff, which That's I really think is cool. an awesome idea. It's a great idea. I'm looking on the SoundCloud credits here, um, and it looks like Robbie was performing, obviously, the keyboards. He's the keyboardist of the Super Soul Bros, but the bass is actually him, too, because it's, it's uh, him playing bass on his keyboard. So he's doing the keyboards and the keyboard bass, and man, is that a funky bass line. But yeah, you have some drums, guitar, sax, trombone, trumpet. Oh, that is such a delight. I That's going to be a hard act to follow. <laughs> mm. Let's keep going. And this is, this is a good palate cleanser. This couldn't be more different uh, from that Frame Makers track. This was one of the pieces I am familiar with. Um, this is from a game... Probably because I've tried to get you to talk about it multiple times. <laughs> yes, you've submitted this, I believe, to different yeah. listener show-and-tells. This is from a game called Club Penguin, which I don't know anything about. Uh, was this a PC game? Uh, it was a like an online MMO thing for, like, targeted towards little kids because it had, like, very strict moderation and stuff, but uh, the... Got it. Tell more about it afterwards. So this is Thin Ice from Club Penguin, composed by Chris Hendricks. Here we go. You guys are listening to Thin Ice. This is from Club Penguin, which is a PC game. This is composed by Chris Hendricks, and it's kind of a long time coming for <laughs> Patch Pen. You've been trying to get us to play this for a while. You know, I, I don't want to shoehorn you, but I gotta say, this reminds me of a lot of the music that we're talking about today. It has that devious, kind of silly quality to it, and it's really charming. I like yeah. it. There's so much to, that I really like about this. I, I like the kind of harmonic language. I like the personality of the melody. Uh, it yeah. definitely is very stylized. And by that, I mean like it's evoking a particular almost pastiche style. Uh, 
it reminds me a little bit of like that swanky, I, I was mentioning this when we were playing it, but that swanky bass clarinet kind of hybrid-y track from Battle Block Theater that we played a few years ago. But it's like that mixed with like Leisure Suit Larry because this very primitive like computer music sound. To me, that's where the humor swanky comes and goofy. from. Particularly, yeah, the moments where the rhythms aren't totally locked in together. When you hear yeah, I think that actually works for this almost track. sign tones doing that it makes it funny i now i don't know if that was intentional or not but i will say that for me it adds to the charm and it adds to the humor um, because you're hearing what sounds like a midi performance that's not quantized and i actually really like that there's a cute factor that i think this track has so yeah talk about maybe what you dig about this track patch okay so in club penguin there's this one area that's a nightclub and you can go upstairs to the top floor and it's an arcade. And you can still oh, hear cool. the muted music of the nightclub. But nice. you can also just walk over to the arcade machines that are there and play them. And uh, this was one of the arcade machines. And they oh. could have done some, like, goofy, generic uh, chiptune track. Because you know right. how the peop- way people who haven't played very many video games think Kirby music is going to sound. Exactly. Um, but they didn't. They went with this, like, little devious Latin thing, and I think that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a nice little hidden gem, for sure. Uh, so we're going to keep the train going here, and this is another arrangement that you brought in, and this is incredibly recent. I had to do a double-take when I looked up when this was published. This was just a few days ago. This is an insane yeah. in the rain jazz arrangement of a wonderful piece of music. It's Layton's theme from Professor Layton in the Curious Village. What a match made in heaven, right? I mean, Insane in the Rain doing Layton music. Oh man, I just, I'm so excited. I've only heard a few seconds of this, so very excited to dive into this. Let's all take a listen. Wonderful. You guys are listening to Layton's theme. This is from Professor Layton in the Curious Village. It's a jazz arrangement by Insane in the Rain. And it's been really fun uh, to hear how Carlos has been growing over the years. Uh, recently, he actually got a, a real drum kit, and so he's actually performing real drums on this, which is a real treat. I know for years he just had an electronic kit, which I don't want to say the drums were lacking, but they weren't one of the strongest elements of his arrangements. But now, uh, this is just legit in every way. I'm a big fan yeah, of this. Yeah. This is this is flawless. The accordion is also a pretty recent addition to his repertoire. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's making yeah, great love, use of it here. 
every element. I mean, all the playing and just the arranging, the when different elements are brought in and out, certain octave doublings, like the sort of saxophone octaves with the high, it almost sounds like a soprano sax or maybe a clarinet in the high register. Well, he's clarinet. I know he's playing, I think it's just uh, clarinet, sax, bass, piano, accordion, drums, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, it's just such a tasteful arrangement. It it really honors the original, but it's not afraid to play around with it. I mean, when you're listening to a jazz arrangement, you do want it to go into places that surprise you and excite you. And that happens here, but it just really honors the original music so much. This is wonderful. Thanks for bringing this in. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah, this is great. Ooh, the solos. The the reason it's the most recent, it's so recent, is because I originally had a different Insane and Lorraine remix slated, and uh, oh, when this nice. one was released, I just had to swap it out because Professor Layton. Uh, <laughs> yes, you're a big fan. I mean, you made the right call. Clearly, I can't. I don't. You don't have to say what the other one was, but I'm just telling you that you made the right call because I can't imagine enjoying anything else more than this. Okay, um, let's move on. We have kind of a bug themed. One, two, oh, three, yeah. four punch here in your playlist. Um, this is from a game called Bug Fables, which I've never heard of before. Uh, the track, you brought in two tracks from this game. The first one is called Team, This One Stronger, composed by Tristan Alric. Let's take a listen. <laughs> What an absolute blast this track is. It's Team, This One Stronger from Bug Fables by Tristan Ulrich. And yes, it's continuing the thread that we've been hearing today of slightly silly music with a lot of personality and and a devious quality to it. But this one might be the most fun, uh, like devious track that that you've played so far. I really, really enjoy this. That kind of high-frequency synth bass is kind of reminiscent of um, Mushroom Hill Zone, a little bit. Uh, there's a lot of really quirky choices of of the instruments that uh, Tristan is combining here, but it really works for me. Will, what do you think of this track? I really love it. it. Yeah, I love the quirky quality of it. I love the sort of bluesiness of that synth bass line. Uh, yeah. it, it very much reminds me um, of, or it remind me of Ryuji Yoshitomi, the WarioWare sound. But as it evolved, yeah. <laughs> it was just kind of this great love letter to so much fun video game music. I mean, the the mixture of those Capcom elements, elements with too. the yeah. There's also the sort of general MIDI swanky jazz sound makes me think a little bit of almost like uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns or something. Like mm-hmm. it, it's it, yeah, it's this great sort of blend and mix of different composers and different 
eras of game music, but so Patch, talk uh, a little you know, bit VGM. about this game. Uh, what's your experience? How did you ever discover Bug Fables? Well, uh, I hang out in Paper Mario related communities a lot, and <laughs> this is a game inspired by Paper Mario. Very, very cool. Um, the music goes to a lot of different places, but the the like gameplay itself is almost entirely inspired by it, and so it's. It's very much a game that the community around Paper Mario has been aching for for some time. That's really cool. So. Man, I never would have known it just by hearing Bug Fables. And it's also cool we get to feature yet another composer that we never had before. Uh, we have a one-two punch. Let's play another track that you brought in from this game. This one is called Termite Capital, again by Tristan Ulrich. Let's check it out. Well, you weren't kidding, Patch, when you said this soundtrack goes to some different places. Wow. Already hearing a little bit of that diversity here. This couldn't be more different from the track we just played. This is Termite Capital from Bug Fables. This is groovy. To be fair, the first one was a battle theme. This is a town or a village. Nice. Yeah. No, when that village where everyone gets baked. (laughs) When that beat came in, oh man, I was very surprised. But along for the ride. Yeah, super groovy. Will, what are your thoughts? I absolutely adore it. I love that sort of quintuplet swing, drunk groove sort of thing going on. And I I, I, I had a feeling that's where it was going just from that initial synth element. Yeah, because it had. You could tell that it was the syncopated line that was happening on an offbeat. Um, and oh man, I, this this track really delights me. I love the groove of it. I was telling Carl like, I feel like my um, my rhythmic sensibilities are probably my weakest quality as a as a musician as a composer. So I'm always just so enamored and so dazzled by like more complex polyrhythms or mixed meters or any kind of weird rhythmic thing. I'm always just like a kid in a candy store. I feel like yeah, yeah. No, I mean this is one that that element really works for me. I think partially because the the tune is very simple other than that. And so there's just enough of that kind of challenge um, where I'm just really along for the ride on this. Well, for whatever reason, we're going to continue in the bug-themed video games. And uh, we're going to move to another one-two punch from a game called Bugdom. Uh, And I remember playing this game a long time ago I think it was like a like was this like a three D platformer? Yeah. Uh so so talk a little bit about why you brought in two tracks from Bugdom. It's one of my favorite obscure soundtracks. Nice. I don't know, I've I 
like showing it off when I can. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Well, this, uh, this score was composed by Mike Beckett. We're going to start off with Lawn from Bugdom. <laughs> You guys are listening to Lawn. This is from Bugdom by Mike Beckett. And yes, it's also a devious piece of music. There's a little bit of kind of Grand Kirkhope vibes here that I'm mm. that I'm hearing. I remember playing this game years ago. I think I was in like junior high and there was a Mac in in this one classroom and this was like the only game that was on this Mac yes, was Bugdom. It, it came like preloaded onto a whole bunch of their computers. <laughs> yeah, this is this is cool. Yeah, there's not much in the way of a melody on this. It's basically just uh, setting up this kind of oom-pa-pa vamp. Um, I kind of wish that more would happen in the track. Like, I, I'm kind of waiting for, like, more of, like, a obvious melody to come in, and it's kind of just these lines that are dancing around, but it's definitely effective. Well, I think part of it is contrast. It's not even necessarily, like, because that, that top line is definitely melodic, but it almost sounds to me like it would be a great B section for an A section, or it's like, I think some sort of change or some different yeah, I think it needs something some kind of else in this. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to tell Mike how to yeah. do his job or anything here, but uh, yeah, that would be my recommendation. What are your thoughts on this track, Patch? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it isn't probably among the best tracks in the game, but uh, maybe the most iconic. Got and it. that's coming from a game that not a whole lot of people remember, and those who do didn't probably weren't paying a lot of attention to it. No, I'm pretty sure it was muted <laughs> when I played it. So yeah, that's yeah. kind of sad. Well, we have one more track from Bugdom to play today. This is Night. Let's take a listen. talking this is great you guys are listening tonight from bugdom again composed by mike beckett and 
I am absolutely hearing some Grant Kirkhope influence in this. Uh, I was looking up, looks like this game came out a year after Banjo-Kazooie did, so I wouldn't be surprised if there was a bit of Banjo-Kazooie influence to the music. Um, yeah, even some similar chord progressions. Where it goes is a very different place than, you yeah. know, if Grant were to score this particular part of the game, I think he would have ended up somewhere very different. Yeah, but there's similar musical gestures. I mean, that kind of one to flat six chord progression is something very filmic that I know uh, he's done in a lot of his uh, orchestral game scores and even in the Banjo-Kazooie series. Yeah. Um, but also just the sense of playfulness and fun, I think, in the score definitely makes me think of Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. The the first track that I played was uh, the one that plays during the first two levels. Mm-hmm. And then there's this calm and relaxing water theme that uh, plays in an incredibly frustrating water level. Of course. Uh, and then, like, the game immediately goes to, like, deeper, more somber, or intense themes for the rest of it. And it's, like, nice. definitely a turn from what the the art style would suggest the game is going to be. Right. Yeah, no, this one is... De- I'm, I'm definitely impressed with that one. I think that lawn one didn't quite do it for me, but I'm, I'm glad that you yeah. brought in two, actually, because... Um, yeah, I'm not going to write this score off because this is this is very well done. It's actually kind of a, again, it's a quirky mix of instruments. The piano, I wouldn't necessarily expect that to be uh, supported with this kind of chunk, 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 distorted guitar synth sound. So that was kind of a cool choice. Uh, mm. All right, let's move on. This is a game. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Patch, but I don't think, have we ever played anything from this game? No. Finally, we're going to play something from a game that a lot of people have been uh, talking about over the years. This is Baba Is You. I actually don't know much about the game. Uh, Looks like Patch brought in Flag Is Win, ending theme, composed by RV Taikari. Any setup you want to give before we all play this track, Patch? Uh, This game has a mostly, like, weird ambient sort of soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is the, like, credits theme. So it was just about the only one that I felt was appropriate to bring into a podcast. Okay. So. Well, let's take a listen to the ending theme from Baba Is You. You guys listening to Flag is Win, ending theme from Baba Is You, composed by RV Taikari. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the composer of this game is also the person who made the game, is that correct? Yeah. Patch? 
Yeah. Like a one-man show here. This is an interesting composition. It's very freeform and it's very flowing. Um, there's not a lot of short, simple ideas that repeat. It's 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 kind of this kind of continuous flowing track. Well, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. And I think that's a quality that we find in a lot of like mobile music, arcade music, some PC games. Um, but that idea of a composition that evolves over a period of time and is sort of I think we would call that through compose it's a series mm-hmm. of spontaneous ideas it might be referred to like an impromptu or improvisation or something that that feels like it's extemporaneous where it's going from one idea fluidly into the next it is something that has always been more common for credits themes and so even back in a time when you had 30 second looped bgm Credits themes would be an opportunity to do something like this. But yeah, it's a lot more common nowadays. I will say this shares like elements with the ambient themes from earlier in the game that I mentioned, but it's very much a um, built-upon version of them. Right. What's this game really about? Like, What kind of game is Baba Is You? So Baba Is You is a game about rules, and the rules are written on blocks. So like you have... Baba is you, and flag is win, and, like, <laughs> rock is push, and wall is stop. But you can oh, push cool. around the blocks that comprise those rules to destroy the rules, make up new rules. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, it's a puzzle. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I should check it out. What is it? What uh, What platforms is it out on? It's on PC on Steam. I think it's on Switch. I don't know about much else. Got it. I'll have to check this out. I, I like the idea. I mean, your elevator pitch kind of sold me. So uh, now this is cool. We mentioned the Paper Mario series, and now we're finally returning home to mm. one of my favorite entries in the series, Super Paper Mario. Uh, this score was composed by Naoko Mitome as well as Chika Sekigawa. Uh, it looks like Patch brought in, I don't know if I'm familiar with this track, Sammer's Kingdom. Well, let's take a listen to it and talk about after. guys listening to Samur's Kingdom. Cool track. This is from Super Paper Mario by Mitome and Sekigawa. Yeah, I I think I have heard this before. I don't know if I heard it in, while I played the game or just when I was listening to the soundtrack later, but this is a really solid composition. Um, I really like the melody, and yes, there's some quirky, some silliness, some sense of humor to it. After all, it is, it is Patch Pen's episode, so <laughs> we gotta expect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is a real delight. I mean, similar to some of the tracks we've talked about today, 
I really enjoyed the mix of instruments and there's some quirky choices happening there. Um, but for me, the composition was really strong. And I think if it didn't have as strong of a melody, I, I might have kind of gotten bored by it. So I, that was something that I thought was really important. I also love the groove, though. Like, I love yeah. how swung it is. It makes me think of, like, the DuckTales kind of 8-bit swing, the, like, super triplet, just, like, very swanky kind of swing. The groove here, it's almost like swung reggae kind of groove. Yeah, fantastic kind of great folk uh, style and force to it. Yeah, and a great folk melody. Yeah, I agree. The arrangement part of it, it just falls in that uncanny valley territory of these uh, really inauthentic sounding samples and uh it has that sort of like post general well, super MIDI. intentional though i mean a, a lot right. of the score is just brimming with humor and this whole game so it, to- it totally fits Definitely. into that uh, so yeah talk a little bit about maybe your experience with this game patch so super paper mario was my favorite game until i discovered shovel knight nice and Shovel Knight actually caused me to reconsider what I like about games, and it's fallen <laughs> significantly down my list. Interesting. Um, but uh, this t- particular track has really stuck with me, uh, which may be partially due to a friend I have who really likes it, mm-hmm. but it's also just a track I enjoy I still. I'm glad you brought it in, because it's definitely not... Not one that I first think of when I think of Super Paper Mario. So I'm glad that you brought it in. Yeah. Does this is this a, is this a track that happens later on in the game? Yes. Uh, it's the third to last world. Got it. I'm sure that I got to this point in the because I didn't beat the game, but I almost got I almost got to the very end. And then what happened is my my roommate broke my Wii, and so my save file was gone, and I just couldn't bring Oof. myself to start over. That is painful. That was. One of my most painful gaming memories. Okay, we're gonna we have two more tracks left uh, today, and this is another OC remix. It's called Ripplets mm-hmm. of Hope, or sorry, Ripples of Hope, from Super Mario sixty four, and I believe it is combining a handful of different themes from that game. And let's see what the artists we have here. We have Emunator and Chimpazilla. Let's take a listen to Ripples of Hope OC remix.
guys listening just a taste of Ripples of Hope. It's an OC remix. Uh, if you like this, check out the whole thing. It's over five minutes. This is by Emunator and Chimpazilla. And uh, yeah, as we're talking, we might hear some of the other themes uh, that this evokes, starting off uh, with the file select, obviously, from Super Mario 64. An interesting take on it. I kind of started off with more of like an African folk sound before the dance beat came in. But yeah, this this is a little surprising. It's not what it's, you know, if I was going to make a remix of at least of that file select theme, this would be one of the last things I would think of. So how did you stumble upon this remix patch? Uh, well, I hang out on the OC remix community a lot. I check out That'll remixes do it. Um, also, this is a, a remix, like the file select theme is my ringtone. Oh, nice. <laughs> so good choice. Yeah, that's basically why I picked this track is... It's an OC remix. It's a game that I liked, and it's a track that I particularly like, and I don't think gets enough attention. Uh, oh, I compared to the loved rest of the, the file select theme. When I was a kid, you know, talking about piano, that was one of the first tracks that I ever learned on the piano, and right. I, I mean, loved it. It is almost like a ringtone. It, it's like <laughs> Koji's <laughs> melodic sensibilities are so. Yeah, it's like this track, particularly the opening, you know, six or seven notes, have that quality of almost like the the John Williams close encounters, the bum 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 bum, like where yeah. it's just complete. Yeah, da da dum ba da. It, it sounds like a jingle for like sprint so or something. I mean, I actually I actually figured out that right hand myself, mm-hmm. fiddling around on my piano at one point. Yeah, I think I'm trying to remember if I I think I I probably figured out the melody by myself, but then I think I a long time ago downloaded a MIDI to make sure I was playing everything right. I mean, it's super easy. So, I mean, uh, but again, I was like, what was I like 12 or something when I was trying to figure this out? So I, um, I didn't have very good ear training skills back then. (laughs) Um, so guys, what we're going to play out with, um, is a really fun arrangement of a Shovel Knight track. This is called Hyper Camelot, and it's from Strike the Earth, Shovel Knight Arranged. And this is actually a Jake Kaufman arrangement. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Patch, that this album features all kinds of artists that came together, right? Yeah. Uh, Quite a few of it is Jake Kaufman, but there's a significant Mm -hmm. amount that isn't, too. So this is a lot of fun. We've never played this uh, version before. So what a great choice to send everybody on their way. And now you've talked about Shovel Knight a couple times, but to set this track up, go ahead and and talk a little more about why you brought in Hyper Camelot today. Okay. Well, it's a uh, it's a basically it's just a track that a it's from a soundtrack that I like, and b I love showing it off to people because it's wacky and fun. Of course it is. So. <laughs> That's that's basically the entire reasoning behind it. <laughs> it's it's a wacky way to end a wacky wild episode of the Mercado Bros. <laughs> this is a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Patch Pen, for your continued support and for putting this really fun playlist together. This was a lot of fun. I hope you had a good time as well. I did. Uh, it'd be a good time to plug the thing that I yes uh, have. Patch Pen has a special thing to plug. Okay, so I've been planning this for some time. You might if you on the. Uh, OC Remix Plugs channel or the Super Mercado Brothers Creative Kunu, you've probably noticed a couple of my uh, posts about my Phoenix Wright Let's Play. Right. Um, that was primarily as a way to test out the streaming software and make sure I could like do it consistently, mm-hmm. because I have a plan 
to basically write a remix from more or less scratch. Like, as far as my skills are concerned, I'm not mm -hmm. particular. I, I haven't done a whole ton with DAWs. Got and, it. And uh, my skills are very... So it'll it'll be a research... The, the two intentions are to be a resource for people who are looking into things and are intimidated by all the tutorials that... Yeah. Like, they assume you know something or have some presets. Yes, yeah, so you can kind of watch someone who's learning stuff also, and it's like, oh, okay, I can kind of see how someone is getting started in this kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, secondly, uh, it'll force me to actually finish something. <laughs> yeah. Which is... <laughs> Uh, something that I have had trouble with the few times that I've attempted to do that in the past. That's probably the most common challenge uh, of anyone getting started in music, right? Is, yeah. is actually finishing. <laughs> so uh, the the goal post for that is going to be successfully like the getting it through the OC Remix judges panel. So mm. it might not be on my first attempt because I know that can take a while. But yeah, uh, I'm gonna keep going until I get there. That's and a really so cool you're idea. Welcome, you're welcome to join me on my uh, YouTube channel on that. I don't know exactly when it's going to be scheduled for, but look forward to that. Very cool. Well, yeah, join Patchpen on his quest to get an official OC remix and to learn. How to go about remixing. Yeah, it's definitely a very active community. It's interesting, all the different subsets. I mean, we're friends with a lot of the VGM cover bands, which kind of are its own thing. But yes, VGM remixes, they've just been getting more and more popular. Will, when was the last time you did a remix? It's been a while. Yeah, probably in the uh, summertime um, when I was doing a lot of those like 8-bit covers that was back when we thought mm. covid was going to be like a two-week thing <laughs> but if i would have kept up uh making remixes every week there'd be you'd have more a huge than I album wish. you should do another one of those i really enjoyed those yeah maybe i will well guys enjoy this hyper camelot track um this was a lot of fun we want to thank all of our lovely patrons for your continued support we want to thank all of our listeners for for tuning in to us over the years um, we always have a good time and your support means a lot. Thanks to all the really nice emails and comments we've been getting. Uh, we do read everything we get. It might take us a while to respond, but thanks for everything, everybody. Will, you got anything to plug at the end? Uh, I don't think so. I just hope that, you know, everyone's staying safe out there and I, hopefully we can hold out to the point where we're all able to get a vaccine. I'm really, I feel like we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm really looking forward to things returning to some normal and particularly like if we could start having i don't know cons <laughs> cons and uh, if our band could perform ooh, again and yes that some of that stuff that we used to take for I granted have to make my way to <laughs> one all of right guys eventually. we're gonna leave you with hyper camelot my name is carl brugeman and i'm will brugeman have a great week everybody peace out
years ago, the kingdom of Britannia stood proud, defying the forces of evil guarded by Arthur and his magical sword, Excalibur. Now there are many who would see this great land fall. These stalwart knights will stop them through chivalry, honor, and teamwork. Go, knights, defend the realm. Oh, brave sir, knight.